0: Hello and welcome to episode one of my podcast, Break the Mold. I'm your host, Amanda Fellhofer, and I'll be talking about all things mental health, spirituality, current events, and my experience as a mental health grad student. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to share a little bit about myself since this is the pilot episode of this series and what I hope will be more in the future. I'm a military wife and veteran, a mother, a student, but most importantly, a Christian. God laid it on my heart last year to start planning a podcast, but I had no idea what it would entail. Months of trials and battles with anxiety and depression in my own life left me wondering how I would eventually become a successful and competent practitioner in the future, and better yet, a more patient mother and wife. When borderline suicidal thoughts started infiltrating my mind, I would lay on the floor and cry out to God to either take my pain or to take my life. And when that didn't work, I tried to numb my pain with everything except actually taking it back to him. I requested antidepressants from my nurse practitioner, but I went from feeling everything to feeling completely numb. This isn't a pretty story. It's actually really raw and honest, and it's why I named my podcast Break the Mold. I want to talk about the hard things, especially with people in the church, because these things aren't talked about enough. So I'm sure I'm opening myself up to a lot of scrutiny and judgment, but at the end of the day, if I'm able to help at least one person, then it's all worth it. My life was in absolute turmoil, although many didn't see it. They only saw my smiling face on social media because I became a master at hiding behind a facade of happiness and... I began psychotherapy shortly after I began having these borderline suicidal thoughts and one of the first focuses my therapist brought up in session had a profound impact on how I viewed my life and he posed the question, who am I? I had a week to come up with an answer and within four days I thought that I had found it so I wrote a list out and carried it with me to my next appointment. Upon starting that session, he asked me if I had given any thought to our last conversation, and I told him that I had, and I had made a list so that I wouldn't leave anything out. I began reading from that list. I am kind, I am empathetic, I am sincere, and when I had finished reading this long list to him, he said matter-of-factly, those are your character traits and your roles, but that's not who you are. Completely dumbfounded, I sat back in the chair, shrugged my shoulders and said, then I honestly have no idea. I think it hurt my pride a little that I didn't clearly understand the question or I didn't fully understand what he was asking of me to even think or come up with for that next session. But I learned a lot that day about who I am and it's not defined by my characteristics or my role as a mother or wife. Who I am is not the sum of my faults and failures, and it's certainly not what other people think of me. My therapist told me that who I am can only be defined by God, and sometimes that can't even be put into words. There are people who sell everything they own, pack a bag, buy a ticket, and travel to the most remote parts of the world in pursuit of finding out who they are, and in many cases, it takes them a lifetime to figure out. It was during this time of pondering the aforementioned question that I was struggling with not only figuring out who I was, but I was struggling with my faith in God. I began to see him as a monster, as a being that took pleasure solely in pouring out his wrath on those who didn't obey him. I felt immense guilt for feeling this way, but at the same time I felt justified in my feelings. It wasn't until a good friend of mine that I've known for most of my life confided in me and said that she had felt the same way and she herself has been in the church all of her life. It was a comfort to know that I wasn't alone in this way, but it terrified me at the same time. Why did I feel abandoned by God? Why did I feel like my entire life was unraveling and the only thing I could do to stay afloat was to self-medicate and numb my pain with alcohol. Like I said before, this isn't a pretty story, but by sharing this with someone who's struggling, in the same way, I hope it will give hope and assurance that this this isn't a permanent place. Don't unpack your bags and stay there. It was a bump in the road for me, the kind that literally knocks your wheels out of alignment and dents your rims, but I survived it. And I found my identity along the way. I want to read something that I wrote during this dark time in my life. And I came across it a couple of weeks ago, actually. And when I read it, tears filled my eyes because I I could remember and literally feel the pain and confusion that I had when I put those words on paper. This is what I wrote. Working on myself waiting for the day I can wake up and function without fighting the emotional pain numb and feeling displaced I'm tired of praying only to have my prayers go unanswered God feels too far away he knows where I am but I wish he would let me know I'm tired of being ignored debating on letting go after leaving therapy that day I the the question of who am I has echoed in my mind and I thought about it so many times over and it wasn't until I had a spiritual breakthrough only recently that I truly started to understand my identity and my purpose. Psalm 139, one through six says, "'Lord, you have searched me and known me. "'You know when I sit down and when I stand up. "'You understand my thoughts from far away. "'You observe my travels and my rest. "'You are aware of all my ways.'" Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me, you have placed your hand on me. This extraordinary knowledge is beyond me, it's lofty, and I'm unable to reach it. Galatians 4 and 7 says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. 1 Peter 2 and 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And finally, Romans 8, 1 through 2, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. These verses convey so beautifully what I couldn't put into words, which is that my identity is in Christ. I might not be able to expressly say who I am, but today I know who I am. So if anyone who is listening to this is struggling in your walk with God, I'm living proof that you can make a comeback. I've been through spiritual battles that seemed hopeless, dry and desert places, where God felt so far away. I was sure he didn't even hear my prayers, but he did. So my question for you is, who are you? Have you thought about it lately? You're not the sum of your characteristics, the many hats that you might wear or what other people think of you. You are who God says you are. Thank you so much for joining me for my first episode. I hope that at least a small portion of what I've shared has helped somebody in some way. I'll post the show notes on my site for those who want to read them. Please subscribe and share my show. And if you got something out of it, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me via email, which I'll provide in my show notes as well. God bless.